Thank you for tuning in the KDK9 Show. I'm here every Sunday, 4 to 6, answering your K9 questions and occasional feline questions. And remember, you can catch all the people here that we all our shows here on My Talk 1071. You can get all our podcasts by going to MyTalk1071.com and then click on your fund, whether you want to see hear my past shows, KDK9, or Jason Alexis, or Colleen Bradley, or Lori and Julia, or who am I, Madonna and Steve, well, all of us. I've got the podcast if we go to our show page, okay? And then what's on my show page you can also find my facebook link and my website for katie's canine website check out my schedule remember i have a new shy dog shy timid dog class for uh, dogs that are either born shy and timid or ones that came from breeder dogs or puppy mills and such like that you have to handle them a totally different than just a regular obedience class and that's what i'm trying to teach people is that you don't throw these uh, by going to doggy daycares or dog par- dog parks uh, when you got a shy and timid dog that is not how you socialize them it's a lot of baby steps so look into my shy and timid classes if it doesn't work we can set up a private class but anyway but yeah check out my uh, my going to my kdk9 website or my kdk9 facebook page i'm always posting funnies and things like that okay we didn't have a chance to do the um, uh, trivia. So here we do the trivia. When was Diet Coke invented? Okay, you ready? Was it 1982, 1962, 2002, or uh, 1892? Diet Coke. 1962. 19, that's what I picked too. It's 1982. Think about it. It's a Diet oh. Coke. Okay. Yeah, Coke came out way before that, but Diet mm-hmm. Coke. Unveiled uh, July 8th, 1982, and introduced. Uh, in the United States, August 9th. It was the first new brand since 1886 to use the Coca-Cola trademark. Okay. And then if my grandkids are listening, guys, so you, okay, you got uh, you got Will, we got Clem, we got Ninu, and we got Audrey. Okay, here here's a, here's a riddle for you. Okay, you ready? No, no, I lost it. Ready to go. Aw. Just because there we go. Okay, why why is a joke like a coconut? Why is a coke like a joke like a coconut? Because it's no good until it's cracked. Uh. All right. Okay, that's a joke. I know everybody going but um bump. <laughs> okay, let's go back to Mary. <laughs> hey Mary, you still there? Yes, I'm still here. Okay, there you go. Um, okay, so now the, remember, our dogs are what we do to them, <laughs> what we put on them and in them, whether it's food, chemicals, things like that. The older the dogs get, and especially if you're a chemical person, that triggers, the older they get, that starts triggering a whole uh, line of other things happening, all right? And so that's why we got to start being more diligent And what are we doing, putting in on on them, on our lawns and, and in our house and stuff like that, all right? And so like he's asked me, like, what what? I would do I'm the first one to start working with their diet with supplements I'm going to try that before I try anything else that's just who I am I'm the same with myself too and uh, 66 years old and I still have not don't take one I take a lot of supplements but I don't have to take you know blood pressure pills or you know what I mean I'm not on Mm -hmm. a you know a buttload of stuff and so I try Mm -hmm. to do it naturally and and go from there and if it doesn't work then you know then but like I said so you you got to everything I try to explain too along with all these the flea and tick and and heartworm and stuff like that when it says you know read the side effects what are the possibilities and if you are okay with any one of those or more of those happening to your dog then go for it. To me, I am not willing to take a chance of my dog seizing on me. I've seen dogs seize after taking, you know, uh, flea and tick stuff. 
or wearing mm-hmm. it or whatever. And I will not, will not put myself through that, watching my animal going, what the hell did I do to them? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'd rather, like I said, try to do everything natural. And that's why you look at my website, my Katie Canine website. You go to the radio show, you scroll down, and I've got a lot of natural ways to repel fleas and ticks. And then, like mm-hmm. I say, what you're dealing with, the licking of the paws, that's definitely his digestion. That needs a little bit of kick, you know, get the floor built up. I, you know, started getting, uh, you know, add more stuff that are, is real food, you know, like ground hamburger or, or cut up chicken or whatever. Turkey necks, duck necks, things like that, you know, for the dog, you know, for your, for the dog. And his cats are good too. Give a cat a chicken neck and let him chomp. But anyway, so that's the thing. So you, you got to decide what is going to be your choice, your choice. Okay. But you got to remember like steroids and epitopil and all that. What they do is they mask the problem. They don't itch as much anymore and such like that. So you think, oh, they're all better. And as soon as you start taking them off, bam, we're right back again. We didn't yeah. solve the problem. So we got to solve the problem. And so right. that's, that's, that's the, what we want to do. Right. And so there, that's when you got to start looking at what am I going to do? You know, what program now am I going to instrument? You had this dog 11 or 10 years now. And so what things am I going to do? Am I stopping the shots? Am I stopping the the, the chemicals in and on? You know, what mm-hmm. what is going to be my protocol? That's what you, and you got to do what you are comfortable with. All right. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. that, you know, three, the three words vet hate is Katie K9 says. <laughs> and, and so the thing is, is that I try, I'm not telling people what to do. I'm trying to dangle the carrot so you want to learn more and mm-hmm. then maybe do better. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. There's other avenues instead of just, you know, going, you know, the, the course. There's other ways. Just like and a lot of people don't look into for themselves or into their animal world um, into the holistic side or doing things mm-hmm. more natural until something happens and the conventional world can't help them. They do mm-hmm. been going, let's say they've been not, and one thing that drives me nuts is they'll put a dog or a cat on, on continued antibiotics. Well, apparently mm-hmm. the first round, if it didn't work the first round, you're on the wrong track. More yeah. antibiotics are going to help. That is not, that was the wrong, you know, thing to do for whatever's going on. But, you know, people yeah. just say, okay, now this is our third round of antibiotics and they're still dealing with the problem. And that's what I'm have a problem with is that if one time don't work and we're way too antibiotic y and even our the human doctors agree with that. You know, that right. we you know, no, we've no, been yeah, we, totally agree. yeah, and so that's why what we gotta do is look and say, Okay, what are we feeding? You know, humans or dog, you know, our cat. Yeah. Okay, then yeah. what things um, so going back to the feeding, if yep. you do the raw mm-hmm. like how I'm not sure how much to feed him. Mm-hmm. Um well, see what you do when you feed. It's I tell everybody what your gauge is your fingers. Okay, what you're gonna do is you um, stand your dog once a week. Every I do it every day or every uh, Sunday when I get home. I stand Gilligan and I feel uh, from his shoulders, his rib cage, rib cage, rib cage should go into a waist and then into hips. Don't go by how they look. And so what you're gonna do is you're gonna rotate out on the back of. If you, I would start out with a formulated raw to begin with so you can get the feel of what you need okay because it already tells you how much and then like a day you rotate it in you know whereas uh you start, you know, no matter, let's see if it, for lack of math, math skills that I do have, don't have. Okay, let's use a cup of food. Okay, then what you're going to do is let's say you take uh, a quarter of that cup of food that you're feeding now, take a quarter out, and then add the, uh, the whatever you call it in, 
Um, yeah, the right. raw. The raw, okay, mm-hmm. or the dehydrated, or the freeze dried, all right. Mm-hmm. And so then, and so then you do that. So now that cup maybe be the all day, like you're doing a half a cup in the morning and a half a cup at night. Do you understand what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Okay, so that's what you got to do. So you're going to rotate it in, and then what it says in the package there, that's what you're going to, you know, be able to all day feeding there. Okay. And so then by then okay. you're going to start getting used to it, eyeballing it. You could also go to you got a piece of paper. It's called primalpooch.com primalpooch.com and she mm-hmm. helps people understand and do it's just easy she makes it easy peasy as far as how to do something like you know to rotate into raw or, or cook or whatever and she okay. doesn't complicate it because a lot of the sites are very complicated and mm-hmm. i usually i just tell people that if you look at your dog's plate it should be three quarters meat an eighth calcium and an eighth veggies that's what you know to me is a you know a, a good diet for a dog and a cat three quarters beef, three quarters meat, you meat. know meat, an eighth calcium and l h eighth veggies. Now, how big a plate is that's the next step? How much is that plate? Right. You know, is that a half a cup worth of a plate total, a cup worth, and that's all day? You know, so that's what we got, and that's why primer pools kind of helps you wade through that and gives you, mm-hmm. you know, so that'll help you out. And then you have to make sure that your husband's not feeding him snacks and treats. Right. Table that and well, and all that. yeah, that would be nice if he would not. What you what the best thing to do is get some uh, like frozen green beans or cauliflower or broccoli, and then every morning put like a, a bowl in the refrigerator or on the counter and put like a handful of broccoli, green beans, cauliflower, whatever. That is your treat for the day. Now, how fast you get rid of that? That's up to yourself. But if you get rid of it within the first hour of you're up, too bad the dog doesn't get anything else the rest of the day. <laughs> and so you got to learn to regulate. Regulate it because you got to, you know, when people want to spoil their dogs like that, what bothers mm-hmm. me is that you're going to be on the floor on your knees when your dog is dying and you mm-hmm. could have helped have them live longer mm-hmm. by not over treating them or killing them with kindness and right. doing things right. And so that's the thing is that, you know, the, everybody laughs when you got that pork chop, you know, or look at that barrel, <laughs> you know, they got all these fat dog names and it's like, well, that's not funny because you're killing no. them with kindness. And I, I want right. that. I want, I might, I, all the animals I've lost between dogs, horses, cats, you name it. Uh, I, I, I'm on my knees with each one. Like I've never lost an animal in my life. You know, I'm just mm-hmm. praying for another day. And so the thing, but I do know everyone, all my animals that have left me were not too fat. Okay, they're. I've always been fat, but I had dang good looking animals. <laughs> okay, and because I was in charge of their dish, I wish somebody would have been in charge of my dish. <laughs> I never put any chemicals in or on them that I would not put in or on myself. Okay, mm-hmm. and I just did the best I possibly could. So, mm-hmm. okay, all right. Well, that's helpful. Thank okay, you kiddo, very much. you betcha. You have a good evening. Thanks for the call. Good luck. All right, bye bye. All right. Oh, we got to go. We got to go. Well, wait a minute. Now I'm losing stuff over here is what I'm doing. Oh, da, 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 da. Come on. Oh, now this isn't working. Oh, there is it. There we go. Here we go. Da, 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 da. Okay. Who won the first Nobel Prize for medicine? Ivan uh, uh, Pavlov, uh, Ronald Ross, Marie Curie, or Emily Von Behring? We'll be back. All right. Thank you for tuning in. We got some open lines. Give a holler. 651-641-1071. Okay. Who won the first Nobel Prize for medicine? Was it Ivan Pavlov, Ronald Ross, Marie Carey, or Emily, Emily Von Behring? 
I'm going to go with the second one. Ronald. Ronald Ross. Ross? Yeah. No, but it was Emily Von Aberin. Oh, that was going to be my first guess. <laughs> and and then I was like, oh, man, it was probably a man because they probably didn't even give him to a woman. Okay, there you go. Oh, wait a minute. It, uh, I put the Y on. It's M- Emil. Oh, it's Not Emil. Emily. It's Emil. Oh, I messed that okay. one up. So it's Emil. E-M-I-L Von Berried. B-E-H-R-I-N-G. Of Germany won the Nobel Prize for medicine for his work on the serum therapy, especially its application against diphtheria. There you go. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned yes. Yeah, so, so it was Ivan Paloff, Ronald Ross, and that's Marie. Yeah, that's right. Curry, I got that one right. And then Emil. There we go. Okay. So give a holler, 651-641-1071. All right. Dogs barking. Why do dogs bark? Because they can. Okay, we're done talking about dogs barking. No. <laughs> okay, now, the uh, you know, they bark. dogs bark for different reasons. Okay, then you, you got the warning bark, you know, bark, knock, knock, somebody's at the door, roof, roof, somebody's at the door. Okay, that's good. But then once you see, you see who it is and um, the dog's job is done, then you, t- you teach them the word quiet. Ah, quiet. Or A, enough. You decide what your quiet word's going to be. Just don't start. Remember, everybody knows their dog to death. No, 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 no. Okay, don't know your dog to death. Teach them, word, teach them words and how what they mean. There's consequences. If he keeps on barking, you give him the growl. Ah, take a hair mister, plant mister, and blast him in the face. And you go, ah, blast, quiet. And as soon as they quiet, they call me good to go, thank you. Remember, we do not want to say good girl, good boy. That's the hardest thing for people not to do. But folks, if you can knock it off and just start thanking your dog or very nice, you'll be really surprised at how much calmer your dog's going to be. The dog is barking, barking, ah, quiet. And as soon as, thank you. you keep, but if you start going, good boy, the dog starts barking again because you wind his jets back up again. It's a, come on, let's have some fun, good boy and good girl. But it's up to yourself. Okay, so they bark when there's somebody at the door, okay? And then you got uh, barking, like, let's say you're sitting and watching TV and the dog comes up, sits in front of you. Oh, okay, every everybody other than myself will lean and look at the dog and go, what? What do you want? They answer the bark. Okay, and then you ask them, do you have to go potty? Do you want a treat? Uh, is it dinner time? Okay, so then you get up and you go, let's say you decide that it was dinner time or a treat. Okay, fine. Okay, a little bit while later, you're sitting in the kitchen. Dog comes up, sits down, or some don't even sit. They look at you. Woof. Okay, now what happens is uh, the, the bark is getting bigger. Now, what do you say? You answer it. You go, what? What do you want? Okay, you're teaching your dog to bark to you for uh, to yell at you by way of bark to get to your attention. And that's not good because then all of a sudden they're barking for everything. And it's just like a kid whining for everything or, you know, a kid yanking on you like, you know, now, 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 now. All right. That barking. And if you answer it, it's because right away, if they start, if they come and bark at you, whether they're standing or sitting, you don't look at them side profile. That's a calming signal. And then your head, does he, is it dinner time? Is it crate time? Is it outside time? And you make the decision, but you don't answer the dog. You don't go, oh, what? What? Do you have to go potty and run the list past them? Okay. Well, you just get up. And then you decide, what are we going to do uh, you know, in your head? Don't be telling the dog what you're going to be doing. So then you're going to, uh, maybe you're going to take him out to go potty. That's good. 
Okay. And then you come in and then go back to doing what you were doing. Or then you go, you go and make dinner. But the whole thing is, is don't, no dog should bark to get what they want from you because they will become very, very obnoxious. And earlier we had a call, you know, with a, with a cat that was always meowing for more food. And usually what that is, is that you're feeding dry food. The cat isn't full because it's all carbs and carbs make you hungry. And so you're never really full. All right. So then they're, they're, you're, they're yelling about it. And usually if they yell enough, what do we do? You give them more food. <laughs> Whereas with that cat, you would have, you know, if you give them uh, a higher quality food and, and get them off a of dry so they don't have the carbs in there to make them more hungry, give them grain free canned, uh, uh, like the Nutrisource line, not the Pure Vita line. And then, uh, also you can maybe, uh, can sardines in water. Uh, there's just so many different, uh, can, um, sardines in, there's sardines cutlets. Uh, you can buy sardines and cut them up yourself and give them to the cat. Uh, so you, you, the whole thing is, is if you give them a healthier diet, they're going to and not overfeed that so they get fat. They're going to lose weight. They're not going to be in your face and they're going to be tired. And a lot of cats, remember cats are technically na- nocturnal. And so they want to sleep all day and then play all night. So that's why you got to give your cat things to do during the day. Watch a bird feeder outside or a squirrel feeder, you know, outside the, uh, put a, uh, Florida ceiling cat tree. The higher the tree, the more the cats like it. And so then, and then use a laser light with a cat. Never a dog. No laser, no, 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 no laser light for, for dogs. And the reason is, is because uh, dogs are high prey drive and you can make a neurotic mess out of using a, a, a laser light for a dog. But for a cat, you remember you start it and then it goes behind something. Just don't turn it off. Uh, for another, for a cat, uh, take a feather. Uh, the peacock feathers are great. Take peacock feathers and drag them and, and have the cat play. Or if you find a feather outside because, uh, you know, after the, uh, the goslings and such like that hatch out, you know, the honkers and that, there's feathers all over the place. Uh, go to Como Park, go to a park and you'll find, you know, goose feathers all over the place. Grab some of those and then tie them together and put them on a string and then have the cat chase those. Uh, so there's so many things that you could do to tire the cat out so he's just not sleeping all day and then he wants to wake you up at night, all right? Okay, and then now back to the barking at, of the dogs. Why do bark, dogs bark? Because they can, but <laughs> it's just like the joke. Have you heard this, uh, Rachel, as far as uh, why, why do dogs lick themselves? Oh, no, I haven't heard this. You haven't yet? Because mm-hmm. they can. Okay. Okay. <laughs> People, they look at me like, well, why do dogs lick themselves? Because they can. <laughs> but anyway, no earth shattering, you know, knowledge there. So anyway, so now barking. So they're barking because somebody's at the door. That's good. Once you see what it is, then their job is done. Quiet. Okay. Now dogs that are obnoxious barking as far as running from window to window to window to window, you know, barking. That's just obnoxious. They don't have anything else to do. Usually it's smaller dogs because nobody's really taught them much. So that's what their entertainment is to run around the house and barkety barkety. Barkety, barkety. So now the dog is barkety, 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 and you created it because you haven't been using his brain for teaching him, you know, the uh, obedience. That all dogs should know: sit down, stay, wait, come, walk on a leash. Six of them. All right, and no jump, obviously. And uh, but the, that's so. Like I say, if you don't put input into the head, the smarter the dog, the more obnoxious they are. They go to window to window, barkety, 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 um, and then you know you've got to build a relationship so they learn to look to you for direction. So anyway, so now we got the barkety that's just obnoxious barking, and then ah, blast, quiet, or a shake can, five pennies put in it, uh, and a can, beer can, pop can, whatever. Uh, tape the top with bright tape so that you know it's your shake can. Then you're going to give a growl, ah, shake the can, 
quiet. As you say quiet, they're very nice, very nice. All right, so the dog should will listen when you give them a, 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 a quiet. So then the more you are calm and steady in teaching your dog, then the faster they're going to learn. But if you're very high-pitched and loud, you're kind of like nails on a chalkboard to the dog. Now, I'm normally loud and obnoxious when I'm around kids and dogs. I'm trying really hard to stay, you know, calm and steady. But I lose it once in a while. Hey, I'm not, you know, not perfect. <laughs> Close. But no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> so anyway, so then, so there, we got the bark of that obnoxious bark. Okay, then you've got uh, the bark that, you know, barks at you. That's an obnoxious bark. You're teaching them by answering it. Don't do that. Get up and leave the room. Go outside and then come back in and sit down again. And then think ahead. Why did the dog bark at me? Maybe it's feeding time. Think ahead so he doesn't come back and try to bark at you again. Okay, now growling. Hey, we got, remember, we got uh, open lines. Nobody's hanging. So we can answer you right away. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. So give a call. Okay, growl. A growl. A growl is a good thing in a dog. And the reason is it tells you where their head is. If they're worried, they're upset. They're trying to back whatever they're worried away away from them. All right? So anytime you hear a dog growl, don't scream and yell at them. Don't correct it. Because then all of a sudden the dog is going to forget about the growl. And then they'll just go straight for the bite. They're worried. They're upset. So that's the thing. But what you want to do. As you want to give, ah, 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 that's enough. You be nice. Be nice. Okay, be nice. All right, we'll continue that when we get back. And then uh, we give, give a call, 651-641-1071. All right, okay. Why, why did the banana go to the doctor? Why did the banana go to the doctor? We'll be back. Hello. Really appreciate it. Why did the bananas? This is from my grandson, Will. Okay, why did the banana go to the doctor? It's got to be a peel pun, right? Yeah. It, he wasn't peeling well? Very oh, good. Yes. He wasn't peeling well. That's really cute. I really like <laughs> that one, cute. too. That's pretty good. Okay, so that was brought to you by my grandson, Will. Hopefully he's listening. Okay, here we go. Who's up to bat? All right, we've got Terry on the line. She's got a question about a 19-year-old cat that she's cat-sitting. All right. Hi, Terry. Hi, Katie. How you doing? I'm doing great. Good, good. So you're cat sitting? Yes, I am. I've oh. had uh, boots here. Boots? For about three weeks. Let me guess. He's got four white boots. <laughs> yes, he does. Ah! Okay. <laughs> Go and for he's it. a tough old cat. He was an outdoor cat, mostly. Okay. And then he could come into uh, like a heated garage area at night All right. with his litter mate, okay. his sister, All right. that he'd lived with forever sister died about six weeks ago and then the cat came to my house he's you know really skinny and he was dirty and Mm -hmm. you know he's you know i think he was depressed okay oh yeah anyway i wanted to get him eating again he Mm -hmm. was used to having they fed him dry food and then just fairly recently started him on wet food all right and you can probably hear him now oh is that him (laughs) yeah um, you know, he's really perking up, but I heard you talk about cats drinking a lot of water. Yep. And this cat drinks a lot of water. Okay, now you mentioned something. You said he was very thin. He had been very thin, and now I think he's putting on weight. Okay, now are you giving any dry matter at all? Um, he still can eat dry food, but he doesn't, yeah, he might nibble it here and there. Okay, because the only other, when a, dog, when a cat drinks 
a lot of water and they're overweight, you can suspect diabetes. Oh, no. Okay, no. but on the other hand, you know, you may I know a lot of thin people that are diabetic that I would never, because you associate diabetes with being fat, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, what is your, uh, like, how much water do you think he drinks? Well, he has a small bowl that he will drink every day. Oh, okay, okay. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, did it, I would keep an eye on that. The only other thing you can do is, what's his coat like? Is it dull? Well, it's getting better now that I'm brushing him and getting the mats out. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, are you giving him any extra virgin coconut oil at all? Put it out a little bit on his feet, on his paw, and let him, because that will really help with the, the good fats. It will help with his digestive system and, and his coat. Just put a little extra bit on it. virgin coconut oil. Extra virgin coconut oil. Just put a little, a uh, little bit on his paw, and then he's got to lick it off. All oh, right. Okay. Don't give him too much too fast because then he'll get the runs. All right. Oh yeah, we don't want that. No, we don't want that. And so that's why I would think that I suspicious if a thin cat is drinking water, I either go straight to the food, you know, next to dry, and just go to uh, total grain free uh, wet. And then maybe some raw hamburger or whatever. And then, and then if he still keeps drinking quite a bit of water, I would have him che- checked to make sure that you know his uh, you have a blood drawn, and check his kidney, his liver, because if he's nineteen, you know, you know, he's right at the cusp there, of things kind of going south. Yeah, I think my niece has a DNR on him, so. Ah, okay. But he ain't dead. He ain't dead. <laughs> but, you know, it doesn't take nothing to have. But, uh, like I said, it depends. Everybody's different. So, yeah. otherwise, like I said, just the oldest cat I had was 25. That was Mittens. Okay, then this, her daughter lived to be 22. Okay, no, wait a minute. Back up. Uh, Carla was her mom, and Carla lived to be 22. And then her daughter, Mittens, lived to be 25. Okay, but Mittens, the 25-year-old one, she started going deaf at 18. And so I brought her in from the barn because I didn't, she was eagle bait, you know, or coyote bait. Yeah, she couldn't yeah. hear anymore. That's so I brought her into the house, okay? So then um, otherwise, uh, yeah, she lived to be 25. Blew my mind. I thought she'd be in the house for a couple of, a couple of years, and she proved me wrong. That was fine, though. She was a good cat. So I'm anyway, sure so I can switch to grain-free wet food. Yeah, that would be that. Or like I say, do you, do you try to get the cat into some hamburger, you know, some chicken, raw chicken? You can buy the cheap hamburger, you know, the high fat. Oh. That's okay. fine. You don't have to buy the extra lean. In fact, dogs and cats do better on the high fat. On the high fat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so anyway, um, uh, what else? Coconut oil. Yeah, the coconut oil. And you can try some probiotics and digestive enzymes. But the problem with cats, they don't like change. You know, they, it's hard to get that stuff in them. Mm-hmm. So if you would just try maybe like a, uh, like with my Walter, um, I, I can, I hide, like, I don't give him the full dose of what it is. What I do is I feed him three times a day. So I, he gets his full dose over three feedings. Because <laughs> okay. if I put too much in the food, he won't eat it. Okay, then you could try, you know, like a tuna, canned tuna. Uh, you could try sardines. You could hide a lot of stuff in that. Oh, like regular people tuna is yeah. okay for cats. Yeah, but not on a regular basis as far as, you know, uh, because remember with humans and with animals, we are not supposed to eat large fish, a.k.a. salmon and, and, and tuna, uh, because of the heavy metal content more than once a week. Twice, you're pushing it twice a week. All right, but when a when a dog or a cat is not eating, I don't care about that right now. If that's what they're going to eat, I'm giving it to them, <laughs> you know, to get the cat eat or mixing it in with stuff. And that's the whole thing is just trying to mix it in. Well, the longer the cat's been here, I think he's calming down, and so he's eating better. Yep, good. 
Good. But then, like I said, he's a, if he's not used to being confined, confined, you know, in the house, that's a huge step, you know, for a cat to do. And so, like, my mittens, the first, I'd say, two, three weeks, she was a little bit on the nervous side because, you know, she couldn't go outside. I said, no, you ain't going outside right now, you know. So, anyway, because she would spend the summers, I have no idea where. There was eight years that uh, she'd leave Memorial Day and come back Labor Day. Oh. <laughs> and I kid you not, she was, who knows where she was. She never came into the barn, but I can almost guarantee by Labor Day, all of a sudden, she had the most horrid, horrid meow we had ever heard. It's like nails on a chalkboard. And I, I would just look forward to that week of Labor Day. Then she, I'd hear that, meow, that's really horrible. And there she'd be looking at me like, hey, I'm back. She looks a million dollars. She'd been eating well. <laughs> I asked the neighbors about her. Nobody did. So I did. She just stayed, stayed in the woods. And she avoided the coyotes, the owls, and the whole kit and caboodle. But beautiful. So. Yeah, this cat's not asking to go outside. I think uh, it's pretty comfortable now being an indoor cat. Good, good, good. But that's what she just wanted to do. Is just try to do more. You know, like uh, like I said, the grain-free canned foods, uh, you know, a little bit of hamburger, a little bit of this. Eggs, cook an egg, see if the cat will eat it. But remember, oh. cats lick their food. They don't chew. If you ever watch your cat, mm-hmm. they lick it. And so that's why they like gravy stuff. Like even with the grain-free canned, I'll put a little bit of warm water and kind of make it a little bit gravier for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then they, they like it because with the warm water, it, you know, brings out the flavor a little bit more for them, too. So, and we well, just hit a beat with it, but yeah, just add, um, uh, but the extra virgin coconut oil will, hold, will do any, uh, another thing, to, you know, too, you could try diatomaceous earth food grade to warm them, to dewarm them. Okay. Um, now, if, oh shoot, I'll have to try to remember what. Well, that's a lot of good tips. I yep. mean, that's. But yeah, so like I say, if you don't want to bring them into the vet. Right. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, but the diatomaceous food grade, I think it's a half a teaspoon. Yeah, uh, I was just a little concerned when I heard about that water thing that I yep. wanted to check that out yep. with you. Because usually it's diabetes or there's something, like I said, they're too too dry of uh, food is what, yeah, it, you okay. know, too dry. Because cats, were, they came from the desert. They got their moisture from what they eat. Mm-hmm. And so it's amazing to me how cats have even survived with us feeding them all dry food. And But most of them, by the time they're 6, 7, get crystal or 11, 12. And a lot of them are mostly gone by, you know, 14 to 16. Mm-hmm. And the, technically, but, you know, people say, oh, my cat's old. How old? 12. That ain't an old cat. <laughs> right. yeah. So, okay. So just Thank keep an eye so on much. it. You betcha. Take care. Very helpful. Well, good luck. Yep. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. The mirror just fell down. Oh, no, that's creepy. And the thing is, is that luckily it didn't break. Oh, thank goodness. That'd be oh, bad luck. I don't know. I think it's who, I don't know who's it, Lori and Julia's mirror. Yeah. Just kind of slid down, and I'm sure glad it didn't wind up on the sto- on the floor. It's like, uh-oh, we got spooks in here. Mm. Okay. Where are we at? Oh, shoot. Um, well, we can introduce our next caller and then um, okay. kind of go to break from there. Okay. Sounds like a good one. Okay. I had, had the perfect thing for... Uh, and that mirror fell down and it moved my book. I didn't mark it. So now I got to find what I was going to do for. Okay. It, who, who's up? All right. We've got Heidi and she has a small dog and she's got a question about small dogs with children. Oh, small dogs with children. Okay. Hi there. Hi. Hi. What's up? Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking my call. Oh, you bet. Yeah, we have a, uh, so we have a small dog. Um, He's about 16 pounds. He's He will be two in just a couple weeks. Um, we have three children ourselves between the ages of 9 and 12, and he does very well with them. But when their friends come over, um, he can just kind of get kind of barky and, and nippy with them. 
Um, the kids that come over are, are good with dogs, too. A lot of them have their own dogs, and so they kind of know to, like, you know, look away, don't, you know, don't run around, get wild around him. But okay. we're just trying to figure out some other tips for um, uh, just calming him down when other kids are around. Um, but it, uh, okay, back up again. Uh, how old is he? He will be uh, almost two. Two, okay. Yeah, he's still got puppy mush brain. And then, yeah, uh, uh, yeah be, <laughs> but um, so now, because the best thing to do, especially if there's a lot of kids that come over, you know, to put the dog in the kennel or, you know, put him in another part until everything's settled down and then he can come on out and, and enjoy. But it's usually just that initial blast when people come over that the dog is a little bit on the nutty side. And so sometimes just by putting him on a leash and having him with you until everybody settles down, that's fine. You can teach the kids, um, you know, to how to give a dog a treat, you know, correctly. Uh, and so the dog sees him as a positive and not a negative. And you may, and may give him just small treats because we don't want to get the dog fat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so uh, that's the main name of the game because, uh, you know, each child is different. Each situation is different. So, you know, sometimes there's four or five kids. And then if there's two, you know, so you just the dynamics and knowing your dog and the dynamics of the children that are over. That's what you want to work with on what needs to be done. Is he in his kennel? Is he on a leash with me? Uh, do I ha- have, have the kids give him a t- retreat? Not right when they first get here. When he's being calm, that's when you want to give have the kids give them a treat okay okay but like to make sure you know flat flat hand you know so nobody gets their fingers bit (laughs) and uh like i said side profile is the best thing remember side profile to a dog is a calming signal not if they come straight at them and with their hand out towards them that's like a defensive that puts the dogs on the defensive uh you can teach where you to put the okay put your right hand out like in front of you put like a bit of treat in there Okay, then swirl your head, the whole hand to your left, and then now the thumb is on your leg side, okay, of your left, okay. right leg, and then eye level of the dog, uh, tap, tap the leg and say, treat, and so the dog will come into the space and get that treat, and now he's coming into the space, and the kids are uh-huh. learning, they're not going into his space, and so now the oh. dog is starting to come in politely to get a treat from the kids. Do you, does okay. that make sense to you? Yeah. Uh, in your hand, your hand is flat in front of you, swivel it to the left, and then now the thumb is at, on the lo- right leg, okay, uh, um, at eye height of the dog. And then just say treat, and the dog should come in and, and take the treat politely out. And you practice this so the dog knows it. You know, if he, sure. if he gets uh, too, like, Yuck, bleh, about the treat, ah, 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 you be nice, be nice. Teach him to take sure. it nicely out of the hand, okay? Okay. Does that make sense? So, yeah, it does. So, and I'm just thinking, too, like, um, if you have tips or suggestions, so oftentimes kids will just, like, ring, you know, show up and ring the doorbell yep. or will be out in the yard playing. So, if you, you know, and if the dog's out in the yard with us, Suddenly, kids are coming. Like I don't necessarily have a leash with me. Right. Okay. Why don't <laughs> you hold on to? Yeah. Can you hold on to that thought? We'll we'll address that when you come back. We got to run to the break. Sure. Okay. So hold on. Don't hang up. Okay. Where are we at here? What bird can lift the heaviest weight? What bird can lift lift the heaviest weight? We'll be back. Hello. Winding down on yet another Sunday. Okay. What bird can lift the heaviest weight? An eagle. Nope. The crane. Oh, interesting. The crane. 
There you go. That would, you know how cranes, you know, like on construction sites and stuff like that, <laughs> lift all the heavy-duty stuff for mm-hmm. so the crane. All right. Okay, let's go back. Okay, how do you doing? You still with us? I am. Okay. Thank you. So when you got kids in a neighborhood and a dog and a yard and the whole kitten boodle, now there's going to be more. Uh, the, it, this is a really hard situation because uh, now how does the dog do in a recall? Okay, because that's the biggest thing is that t- that you you can really work on a retail call so that he becomes well with it. So, let's say a kid's entering the yard, you can get him to turn his head and come to you. Okay, sometimes you can use a squeaker, squeak, squeak, squeak. You know, keep it in your pocket. What really works good for a squeaker to turn a dog's head? You know the uh, um, the squeakers in uh, squeaky toys. Okay, that yeah. dogs seem to destroy to get them out because they hate that sound. All right, and so that's what you could do is you could get uh, you can get them on Amazon, whatever. Uh, you can get them in bulk. The uh, replacement squeakers for dog toys. Okay. I get I use the large ones in my school, and for the word "come" because no dog is just a robot. You can't just you know program the word "come." They're going to drop and what you're going to do. You got to get their head to turn. You know a high. Uh, stimulus is a kid coming into the yard. The dog's, who's that? Okay, so that what you can do is squeak, squeak, Rover, come, come here, come here, oh, yay, you, yay, you, yay, you. You know what I mean? So you can call the dog yeah. to you so that you, the child or whatever, the neighbor, whoever's coming over, doesn't have to contend with the dog. So I would work, uh, you could put them on like a 20-foot long line, not a retractable, but a long line, so that you can yep. work with that, so you can follow through. But the squeaker gets the dog to turn their head, and anytime you call the dog to you, don't stand still. Still shuffle backwards because dogs are prey driven. If you stand still at the beginning of calling him, you don't have a chance. But if you move, squeak, squeak, shuffle, shuffle, squeak, squeak, shuffle, shuffle, and come, come here, come here, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's gonna drop what he's gonna do and come to you. And then, oh, very nice, very nice. Now you got the dog, and you can either hook a leash yeah. on or a line onto him. And so it's by setting him up, like having kids come over at two o'clock. We're practicing with the dog, <laughs> and so then pretty soon the dog gets used to. What he sees the stimulus that you can get into his head and get him to turn and come to you and not go where the kids. Okay, but by putting him on like a twenty foot line, uh, you can go to like a hardware store that you know uh, where the uh, get a rope that feels good in your hands, put a hook on it, and now you got a long line, and you can give him ten feet or you can give him twenty feet. You want the dog to get used to hanging out with you, just you know, like if you're doing gardening work or whatever. He's just kind of hanging around and looking what you're doing and laying by you, sitting by you, and then that's by giving him that twenty or ten foot radius, which however much they learn that and. Yeah. They they like to hang out with you, okay? Yeah, okay. Okay, that so, makes sense. so that's what I would do is that you try to work on that so he you can get into his head when the stimulus comes through, you know, whether it's the, a child or a neighbor, all right? Sure, yep. That makes okay. sense? Yep, that's great. Thank you very okay, much. Okay, well, good luck. You bet. You bet. Remember, you still got puppy mush brain, okay? There's yeah. a lot of things that are better. As he gets to be two and a half, three, it's going to be a lot easier. Okay, I hope so. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have a great evening. Take care. Take care. Bye bye. Yeah, remember, God, dogs aren't robots, folks, okay? So you got to, you know, start out with a 10-foot line and then go to a 20-foot line. And so the dog learns to come in distances. And uh, so work on that. You know, and, and the worst thing you can do is, like, get in here right now. Bad dog. That's the worst when you get frustrated call like that. If you talk like that to a human, the human would look at you like, you know, talk to the hand, talk to the hand. Ain't going to happen. So you got to look like fun, sound like fun, and be fun. And you have to move. When I teach the word come, you know, in class, 
class, you know, people that, you know, they're shuffling, shuffling backwards and clapping, clapping, clapping at eye level of the, uh, uh, of the dog. All of a sudden, when the dog starts coming to them, they stop. And then the dog stops. Like, why do you stop? You, we were having fun until you stopped. But if you get, it's not how fast you go. It's just the movement of shuffle, shuffle. How does Gus come? Does Gus come? He's still a pup, too. He's got a lot of learning to do. <laughs> yeah, he comes pretty well. Um, we did obedience classes with him. Okay. So um, recall, he's he's got down, except when he's distracted, which, yeah, he's a puppy. Yes. But, but, but he usually comes if you squeak a ball or if you whistle. Okay, and good. And he'll... Um, He'll come right to you. Good, good. Yeah. And that's what you want to practice. Like, even if you're in, you're in the house, and let's say he's down the hallway, mm-hmm. you know, clap your hands or squeak your toy and go, Cus, come, 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 yay, you, yay, you. You know, they always will work great in the house because there's no distractions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what we want to do is then start working in places where there's minimal distractions right. so you can get in. And anytime if you go, come, 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 and you're shuffling backwards, come on, you can do it. And if they stop, they say, hey, come, give the leash a quick pop. Hey, like, I'm over here not over there <laughs> or squeak your toy squeak 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 and as soon as you get his head back again come and shuffle 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 okay and sometimes you have to even actually run you know what i mean start running the opposite direction to get the dog to follow you mm-hmm. so yeah because that's the biggest thing and, and uh, uh remember from six months to a uh, year and a half the dogs are in the terrible twos they are testing you to see what you're going to do about something and how you're going to follow through all right. From a year and a half to two and a half, they're in their teeny bopper stage. They're better, but they're not great. And then from two and a half to three and a half, it's hallelujah. The matur- maturity level is finally hanging in there. Mm-hmm. You know, where now they're they're uh, they're not so much into like looking at this or looking at that. All the distractions aren't there anymore. Oh, I've been there, done that. And okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can be there. Yeah, no problem, no problem. So the more input into the head, then the more the dog is going, you're building a relationship, number one. The dog's understanding the words that you're teaching them, number two. And then, um, uh, you know, like, but the whole thing is, is building, remember dogs do things for us out of respect and trust that we've earned, not either bribed or demanded or commanded. And so that's why, you know, it's always, you know, uh, give that, if you give Gus scooches like in the V, not his neck or jaw, but down in the main V part down here where you can feel the V, mm-hmm. do you give him little scooches in there yep. that they just lean into that? Like, oh yeah, it feels good. <laughs> oh yeah, that's really good. And you just give little scooches, you know, keep them calm because we know they can go nuts at any time. We want to work on calmness. Right. You know, remember too, we're not playing, uh, we're not playing tug of war with uh, dogs because we t- that teaches them to be pushy against us. And then when you play, uh, 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 when you're fetching, you're not going to whip the ball. You're going to lob the ball, teach them to go out. I always make them sit, wait, lob the, I don't do balls. I do like, you know, things that are long at first. So when you're teaching them to drop things, you don't have to dig in the mouth. Okay. So I lob like a Buddha rope or a pinky dog. And then I tell them, you know, get it. And if if I have to, I, I go out there and shuffle, shuffle, pick it up, then pick it up. Okay, then I shuffle, shuffle backwards where we started, and then I start praising him. Oh, very nice, very nice. And then I work my head on my hand up to what he has in his mouth, and then drop it, ah, 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 drop it. Hey, usually by the third, hey, they drop it, and then quick put it behind your hand, your back. If you hold it in front of you, they're gonna leap for it and nail your hand every time. <laughs> 
But anyway, because you remember, um, uh, four months old, four blocks, five months old, five blocks, six months, six blocks, and that's three outs and three back. You remember, don't over-exercise them. That's what a lot of people do, especially now they're supposed to get nice this week again, and people want to be out with their dogs, you know, but that constant beat. Like you can walk three br- constant and then stop and rest for a while, and then you can go, you know, if you break it up, that's a good thing, too. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. I greatly appreciate it. You have a great week. Remember, if you don't train them, you can't blame them. Thanks for listening and spending your Sunday afternoon with me. You can go to mytalk1071.com and listen to my past shows. Have a good one.